0: This is the Dice Tower Network at dicetowernetwork.com. This is Marty and Tony, the
1: YouTube star. And welcome to Rolling Dice and Taking Names. Proud member of the Dice Tower Network. This is episode 30, Crystal Ball. YouTube star. Oh, are you talking about the, uh, the video that you made for your company the other day?
0: Yes, I'm up to, let's see, it's only been out for three days, and even though it cannot compete against the sneezing polar bear that's gone viral, I'm up to 325 views, big guy. And you want me to tell you where probably most of those views came from? Cause you tweeted it out, didn't you? <laughs> yes. I did. <laughs> nice. I appreciate that. As
1: soon as I saw it, it's like, okay, this this must be seen by many people. So now that we've mentioned it, we gotta make sure to put a link to it in the uh, the blog post for this episode so people can see what it is. You did a fantastic job. I love your emotions when you're pointing to the graph to the left of you.
0: Okay, as I was telling you earlier, man, I've been up for fourteen hours. I was dog tired. It was, oh man. And I mean, what? and it was just unreal. That day was unreal at work. And, and they go, well, why don't you come over and do a video? And I said, I thought, uh, seriously, I thought about our show. I said, Hey, I'll get some pointers. I'll understand. Cause you know, you're working on the videos for us. Right. And I went over there and they gave me this green screen and it was, it is the most unnatural thing I think I've ever done. Just point over your shoulder it'll look natural it didn't look natural
1: it reminds me of so over the holidays uh, me and adam went and saw um anchorman 2 yeah have you have you seen the uh the trailer where it's, uh, the weather man's over there and he's got on the green pants yeah steve yeah yeah <laughs> Where's my legs? So it just kind of reminded me of that. No, that, that, was, that was good. So, yeah, what, what it was was uh, Tony works for the, uh, the power company, and we're just coming out of this cold snap that, what was it, the, the polar vortex that we just went through?
0: Which is an actual thing that you should have learned at your uh, NC State weather class, but yes. I never remember
1: going over anything called a vortex. Exactly. But yeah. anyway, so yeah, so uh, Tony works with the power company and I guess a lot of power is being used when it's that cold. And I guess you got to be in there to make sure all the plants are up and running. Okay.
0: That and be ready to go in case one of the plants doesn't decide it wants to run and all that good stuff. So yeah, it was, it was a long day. And on top of that, I had just come off getting sick, which is the reason why I apologize for this. M- M- Marty and I were hoping to get the show out. Marty was ready to go and he calls me up and says, Hey man, you, you, you're back from your vacation. You want to do the show? And I go, I'm sick.
1: Well, no, that's good. I mean, you sound good now and you're it's it's no fun trying to record these things when you're feeling good because you're trying not to cough and wheeze as you talk. And and you just sit there as you're talking, you're swallowing snot and it's just not
0: good to listen to. No visual image. Our our listeners do not need. So (laughs) how how was how was the new year, man? Did you go out to the um, Japanese uh, cook place like y'all did?
1: Yeah, the Japanese steakhouse is a tradition. Uh, family and us, uh, family and us. Our family goes out uh, there every every New Year's Eve for fun. Come back home, we uh, had my brother in law with me uh, this time. Their family came up uh, the uh, the one that games. And Bob. So he, yeah, yeah. So he wanted to come up and spend some time with us. We went to the Japanese steakhouse, and then we came back, and he said, "Look, I just want to do two straight days of gaming." And we did two straight days of gaming. We got in a lot of
0: games while he was here. And unfortunately, he probably looked at you and said, where's Eldritch? And you said, he has it.
1: Actually, no, because he had already played Eldritch. Um, somebody at his uh, local game store where he is actually had a copy of it. And so he got a chance to go play it. And, and he did like it. But what's interesting is he really wanted to play Mansions of Madness.
0: Okay, and he has that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he well, yeah, he is He's a, got all of it on Yeah, this, right? he, he's a huge fan of that whole series of games uh the, the Mansions of Madness and uh, Arkham and uh, he hasn't bought Elder Jets but will but will but he's the, you know, he's the guy that um makes all these custom cases for these games and he's a great painter, he's meticulously painted all the figures, he's bought all the figures of all the characters, bought all that. But so he really wanted to un- run Mansions of Madness. And we played the Call of the Wild um, expansion. Now, I've played Mansions of Madness twice. And I-, I enjoyed the game. And he wanted to play again. It's like, okay, I'll play. I think I might like Eldritch or Arkham better. Oh, my goodness, that was so much fun. That really? was so much fun. It. You remember when I mentioned on-, on Eldritch that sometimes that tension wasn't there that needed to be there to make that game what it is? Yeah, yeah. Did, well, no. Did you? I, I, we'll get back to you because you you got to play it. So we'll come back to you in a second and talk about it. But on on Mansions, uh, for those who don't know, it's not a it's a co op game. But you're playing against another person. You're playing against a person that's designated as the keeper. So this is the guy that's trying to that's controlling the monsters and making decisions for the game, as opposed into Arkham and Eldritch, where the game is playing against you. And what's cool about the scenario that we did was there was a scenario that he was trying to achieve that we didn't know. And there's a scenario that we had to achieve to win the game, but he knew what it was, and we had to figure it out. So he knows knows everything about the game. He knows exactly what he needs to do, and he knows what we need to do. And we're trying to find out what we need to do and stop him from doing whatever he's doing. So in this particular case where he was trying to collect these pieces to – do some sort of ritual. And if he collected all the right pieces in the right, put them in the right order, he would, he would win the game. And we just had to basically determine what those pieces were come to find out. So at the very end of the game, it was tight. He was almost getting ready to win. And it was coming down to, I had to go, my character had to go and search in a room and, and, and find these We were looking for these clues, and Vanessa had to go get this last clue, and we, she's having to fight monsters. It's one of those situations at the end, we were all standing around the table as we played, watching what everybody else does. That's what made that game so much fun, because everybody was so into it. And I guess the the last time or two I played Eldritch, even though it's a great game, I just I didn't have that.
0: Okay, yeah, I know, and I understand what you're saying, and that's what a great game's about. I mean, you know, now Mansions was about Richard Lonnie, that's right. Yes, and I think that th- I think the thing is you're playing
1: against a human as opposed to against the game, and a human can make decisions that you would not expect. You know, a, a game is. Really, a lot of the the Arkham and the Eldritch is flipping of the cards, right? So it's it's somewhat luck, not 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 luck, but you you know you're just flipping a card and do what it says. When you're playing against a human, they're making decisions that you just may not expect.
0: It's like they got this
1: artificial intelligence going on, right? Yeah, well, except it's real intelligence here. Yeah, I know. And obviously, if you got a, a keeper that doesn't know what they're doing, that it might not be as fun because you might beat him. But but Bob knew what he was doing, and he was he was throwing. He says, "I'll take it easy on you guys." As we went along, he realized we were doing okay. He said, "Forget it, I'm throwing the gauntlet down." And then he came after us, and it, it just it was just a great experience.
0: And how long did it take you to play? Man, I've always wanted to do Mansions, just be- but I've been concerned because you know I love the co op games, and those are the big ones because. The- with mansions, you're going to have someone, someone's going to lose. And, you know, that's the bad side of that game. But as long as you have fun. It is. It, it, that's an important thing. So how long did it take to play?
1: Two and a half to three hours, maybe three hours. So it's no longer than Eldritch or Arkham. It's, it's shorter. Is shorter. shorter than uh,
0: Arkham, maybe a tad shorter than Eldritch. But as far as mansion goes, and I really, one of these days, I do want to tell him next time he comes up, he just needs to leave you the box.
1: Okay. <laughs> the the only bad thing about it, it looks like there was a lot of setup to mansions. He spent a lot of time down in the basement getting everything set up before we played.
0: That's okay. Vanessa can make that outstanding um, chocolate mousse dessert while y'all are waiting. Yeah, and, there, you you know, yeah so. there you go. There you go.
1: But so I you guess, got to yeah. play Eldritch. So how did that go with you and your group
0: uh, okay before we go there I, I said another question about mansions sure so, so you're sitting there and you're against him and my, I guess my uh, lost the point there was that that's one of the thing about Richard Laus's games and his designs and you know, we hope that you know they've got he's got a collaboration going out with a friend of ours Robert Burke and um that we'll be talking about later uh, on future shows. But anyway, the big thing is he always wants, and if you listen to his interviews, he always wants you to, when you walk away from the game, whether you win or lose, there's a story. You will tell a story about the game you just played. And do you feel like you got that out of Mansions? Oh, my goodness, yes.
1: Yes. Okay. And and without going into too much details, uh, so – Uh, the keeper, Bob, was having to look for some artifacts. We had mechanisms to kind of hide artifacts from him. Vanessa successfully bluffed him one time. Um, So there were two places that an artifact could be, and he went to the the wrong one, and Vanessa had put a card under there that says, this card does nothing, and it was brilliant, because if he had gotten the right one, he would have won the game. Oh, And so I was like, That was awesome, Vanessa. And she said, actually, I forgot I put it there. I thought I put it in the other one. So, yes, (laughs) there is a story to be told when you left that game. And even though Bob lost, he didn't care. It was a great experience.
0: Oh, I hear you. And, you know, that's why Vanessa is always the spy. Yes, that's right. She, she's good at bluffing. She really is. <laughs> <clears throat> she does a great job at that. But so, yeah, when you're right, I tweeted out my one few tweet over the Christmas holiday. I appreciate you picking up my slack there again. But, yeah, we got Eldritch out and I, I taught it to a, a gentleman who listens to us, Taylor, um, and then my neighbor's kids, Nick and Nate. And we went up against Shub or Shub or however you want to pronounce it. Um, and we just randomly picked and... Four hours later, mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, oh my gosh, really? And there's only four of us playing. I, I, I almost felt like, am I back at Twilight Imperium time? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, um, and it was going, we, we had solved all the mysteries, and I think we screwed up. And I, I haven't gone back and looked if I did it right, and you can tell me if we did it wrong. But we, we solved the third mystery. We went to, okay, so we did our action phase. Then you go to mythos phase, right? Yes. The doom track hits zero. Okay. But we just, we had just solved the third mystery. But Taylor had, was reading the rule book and said, no, you resolve the mythos phase. And if you hit the doom track zero, you immediately, or oh, what he immediately awakens, regardless of what mystery, what you just did with the third mystery.
1: Yeah. I think the mythos cards or the mystery cards say if at the end of the mythos phase, if you have X amount of
0: tokens on here or something, then you solve it. Okay, because he was reading that he he had the uh, the mystery cards over there, so I took him at face value and said, "Oh, great!" And then we proceeded after four hours, losing. Oh, so you played against the um, the
1: the one that if he woke, game was over.
0: No, it was. Uh, he was once once he wakes, then if he has X monsters of. I forget equal strength. I'd have to go look it up. It was, um, but either way, it was if X monsters appear where he is and you haven't beaten him, he won. Well, the Doom track went to zero. The Omen track flipped and opened a whole bunch of gates, or the, a bunch of monsters spawned out of gates. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. They're the gate is where he came out or however it happened just happened to also be on the Omen track. So monster surge or something, I don't know. It just was like, boom, boom, boom. We were dead.
1: I was like, Oh, so you, so once he flipped over and you did his thing, all of y'all died.
0: If we lost, if X monsters came through the gate.
1: Oh, 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 okay. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. That's funny. You must've played, which, which do you remember the name of it? Shub (laughs) Shub. That's funny. Uh, we've played four of them. That's the one we haven't played. So I'm starting to, there's four of them. We played three and that's the one we haven't played. So I, I didn't know what happens. Like for example, on a Cthulhu, when you flip him over, basically you have to you fight die. him for the next. No, you have to fight him for the next couple of rounds. If it would have been Cthulhu, you'd have won because you oh. wouldn't have lost at the end of the mythos phase. Cause you would have kept on going. There was one that's just like, if you get to the doom track and he wakes up, you immediately lose. Right. And, and then the one you did and the, the other, I can't remember. I never looked at the, what the other one does. But, I mean, there's a story, right? So you got everything and you spent all that. I mean, that stinks that you lost. But, I mean, did they enjoy the experience?
0: They, they they enjoyed it much more than Elder Signs. And I think probably one of the big things, and like you and I talked about, we got to the point where the story text became, it's a book, roll five, die, you know? Yeah, but see, that take to me, I think you ought to read it. I think that takes away from it when you do that. I, I agree it did, but it was it was getting the point. Well, first off, they're teenage boys. Second, oh. it was getting ready to cross over lunch. Okay, so we got an issue there. We're, 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 we're infringing on food time. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I mean, I enjoyed it. We had a great time playing, and it was um, a, a good experience. But it's one of those... Eldritch is one of those games highly recommend it if you if you're interested in in, in, in any of the series um, because I, I do enjoy the story I do enjoy some of the things that you're having to do the debt the um, like oh what was it I took a um, I um I forget something happened to me bad luck or, or something or the debt and the guy oh the debt um, I got and the guys broke my arm or broke busted my head but whatever and my successes all had to be sixes oh oh or or i had something on me no No, uh, you were you were cursed i was cursed that that was it i was cursed and then i took a debt and the debt was that if it flips over then my weapon or my item i'm carrying i lose yep well i had the holy sword of something oh no Uh, And it's the one that gives you plus three, plus five or something on your rolls. And and I'm like, I got to, and that's when I went and immediately traveled and met up with the guy and traded him the sword because I was Mm -hmm. concerned that all of a sudden I was going to be out of it, you know, that I was going to lose it. And I was like, just give me some junky automatic pistol thingy there and life will be good. And I can drop that in the sewer or wherever I'm going to lose it.
1: Did anybody die?
0: Uh, three of us did, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love how that mechanic is, though, where that character's not out of the game. You can go and loot their corpse. I love the story on the back of of reading it when you encounter them. Oh, yeah. And having to do a test. I think that's neat. But, yeah, that that is a good game. By the way, uh, a couple things.
0: Uh, I'm supposed to meet you tomorrow for Netrunner, right? Uh, that is that is what I, my plan is. It'd be nice to have to find my deck. <laughs> yeah, I got to get mine too. Um, I
1: actually got, and you can see this in the video. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. We're, we're, we're taking care of some other business right now. Um, I got some, uh, sleep, uh, card protectors for the small cards. Okay. So I sleeve the big ones. I'm going to give this to you and you can sleeve the small ones.
0: Yeah. And I'm working on the, um, insert for the box that Robert Searing posted, um, for people to see, um, in our, in our group there about how to rig the Eldritch. And when I finish, I'll post some out on our blog as well. So I'm, oh, yeah, that. yeah.
1: Oh, also and Vanessa for Christmas got uh, Chris for,
0: for what's that?
1: Yeah? Christmas okay. Vanessa for Christmas me. for Christmas, got me a set of regular, uh, arkham die blessed dice and cursed dice so we'll cool. throw those in the box too cool
0: have to can't wait to see those but yeah yep. um I'm so going what on. else did you play um let's see what else did we play well we talked about this i did, my, got my copy of augustus and took that and we played the snot out of augustus holy cow that oh, they was, liked it huh well, actually, the the one gentleman, um, Taylor's dad, he's he always likes to play the card games and things like that. He hated pandemic. He hated um, I took Pitt. He he just likes his card games, which I completely understand. Mm-hmm. So I broke out of Augustus, and he was I'll give it a try. He loved it. He absolutely loved. He loves the simple mechanic, and then the kids loved it, and and then the one mom was like. I don't like this game because it was the wildest thing, uh, Marty, when we were playing the first time. You know, when you pull out a wild, you pass the bag. Right. Yeah, you know, back in the bag, pass the bag. Well, the first time we played it, I was pulling from the bag, and we were going through it and filling out the card and everything, and I pulled everyone but the wild at the end. Wow. I know. I was like, oh, I've never seen that happen, and I had four cards filled out. Mm-hmm. And, and so we were going through it So I passed the bag to my left Well the next person to me Does the exact same thing So no one else got to pull And that's half the fun of that game It is, I agree And, and just so happens I finished my 7th card, game was over <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so they didn't but, but they got to play it again and again They really like it And, and uh, yeah, Augustus, great game It I, is, really, I, it, it I really totally is. agree
1: and um so a couple of the games we got to play, uh, Bob brought get bit. Oh, I know that one's the that's the is that the shark one? It is. I have never played that before. And when I first saw it, I thought, eh, this looks silly. I got into that game. It's it's so simple. You got six cards, are numbered one through six, you got a line of your little Lego looking guys with a shark in the back. You put down a card, everybody flips over the card, the lowest number is resolved from lowest number from one to six. And as long as you don't copy somebody else in the number, you basically move to the front of the line. That's it. But it, it got pretty intense at the end. It is kind of intense when the, you know, shark starts biting off legs and, and arms and stuff. But that was, that was actually a fun game.
0: So it's a great kids game. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Actually, actually it is. It's, it, it it, is. That's one, it's one of those quick games. He also uh, as a family gift. He bought us wits and wagers.
0: I wanted to talk to you about that. So tell me about, you know, I've been always hyped it up. What'd you think? Um, I liked it. I, I really I I mean I've played it with you before.
1: I mean that, oh, that's okay. a good game. It's it's so funny. Adam thought, yeah, I'll play this. I'll play this trivia game. It was our entire f- it was uh like uh me. Okay. So it was Adam, a really smart high school kid, uh Travis, a smart middle school kid. You have Bob who has a, a masters and, and Vanessa who has a masters and and I'm an engineer. And then a two
0: fifth graders. <clears throat> the two fifth graders won. <laughs> <laughs> well he he got the new with how do they do this the scoring or the placing of the chips? Because I have an older version, the one you have. How do they do that? I wanted to ask you that. The placing of the chips. Yeah, when, when okay, so in my version, you everybody, you know, you, you read the question, yeah, yeah. play play seven questions. Yeah, you order them. And you order them mm. and then you put down chips and they're marked two to one, three to one, four to one, five to one sure. Six. Is same
1: that the thing? same way?
0: same you, thing. So you are you bet are you can you only put down two chips or can you put down your whole winnings?
1: Oh, so you have um two cards that are that you you can you can bet on two things, two of the same or two different. And you can put additional chips under each of those bets if you want, but you can only still bet on up to two. Right, but if I if
0: it's a 5 to 1 and I put 10 chips down. Yeah, you can you can load them up if you want. Okay. That's where the strategy of that game is
1: yeah and and it was that's I, it just blows me. it was Adam was getting so frustrated. It's like, <laughs> I should know these answers. I mean, one time there was this really bizarre question. I wish I can remember what it was, and everybody was just guessing, and Brett nailed it. He got it exactly right, and he put everything, both of his bets on that one number and just ran away with it. It was so funny. That's correct. But that's, but that's what's yeah. good about that game, right? It it's not whoever the smartest person is necessarily. I mean, sure, if you get a question where you happen to know what the right answer is, yeah, I can see you getting out ahead. But you know, we play that
0: game a couple times and um No, it's it's a good game. It's a good party game. Oh yeah. And you you probably got the questions that have been updated. Mine's older now that most mm-hmm. of the data is from the two thousand five, two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, you know, what was the population of Uganda or the po- uh, what is the GMP of Brazil or something, you know, f- from 2005? That is sure. that isn't that is now a guess. But, okay, let's, let's see if you can get this one. In what year did Jackie Robinson break into the major leagues? Break into the major leagues? F-
1: 46, 47.
0: Okay. Very good. 47. I was out, I was sitting out that one because we had an odd number and we were playing two-person teams mm-hmm. and, and everybody was in the 50s. So the guy who put it on the oh. smallest, oh, yeah. yeah. Or no, somebody had 1930. I'm like, 1930, what is that? Get that out of there.
1: Well, see, and see, that's one of those that, you know, there's a chance you may know. It's the weird ones of how much more money does Judge Judy make per year than all the Supreme Court justices combined?
0: Oh, that's cool. See, you're right, and that's a great guess. One. What is the average salary of an NBA star? Of an NBA? I'm sorry, of an NBA basketball player. Do you know? Well, I, we got the answer, but I, I was completely wrong. Four million. You, you're cl- you're high. It was two point two, but that was two thousand and six. Oh, okay. I oh, okay. I'll, I'll bet you it's higher now. I bet you I'm right now. Uh, well, yeah, but <laughs> wouldn't it matter? You'd still be wrong in the game.
1: <laughs> that's true oh <laughs> uh, but that was you know that was we got all those games in that was a lot of fun but there's another game that oh wait a minute hold on one more one more and then we got to talk about your experience i got to play caverna
0: I, that's what I was getting ready to ask you let's let's hear about caverna here's the thing
1: when people say you got to play converta caverna everybody expects you to compare caverna with agricola and you can't do that can you
0: because i am embarrassed to say i have never played agricola i don't think there's any embarrassment there i mean i have heard no more listening to the other podcasts on the network they are trashing agricola i didn't think you were allowed to do
1: that well i I don't know i mean it's one of those games i should play but you know at our game group there was a guy who really likes it but he he doesn't come around much anymore and so I just never got a chance to play it. So I got to play Caverna. So there was, it was four of us playing. Three of us had played Agricola. I have played Caverna. They said, ooh, this is a lot like Agricola somewhat, how you manage your, your food and make your – you've played it before. You know, you have, you have a lot of the same concepts. You, you get your farm animals. You must feed your people. Uh, you can repopulate I got destroyed, absolutely (laughs) destroyed, because I had no idea what the strategy was going to be. But I really, really liked the game. The people who were sitting around the table said, to them, this is like Agricola 2.0, where they've streamlined some of the mechanics, and it's a little bit easier to play and pick up and understand, and a little more fluid. Uh, They seem to be resolving the actions was was, um, easier to do. Uh, the only big thing was, I mean, it's really simple. You build up resources. You have a cave where you're trying to furnish your cave and, and build things inside, uh, furnishings in your cave, like additional rooms. You're trying to set up pastures in order to get your animals in there whatnot. It's pretty much it. And you're using resources in order to do that. The big thing is there are, I'm trying to remember, a dozens of furnishing tiles that can go in your cave that do all these different things. So you know how in Puerto Rico, how you got the little um, uh, expansions you can buy and put on your board and they do different things for you?
0: Yeah, so your workers can be placed there, yes.
1: Yeah, there are no workers. In Caverna, there's workers, but not in Puerto Rico. Anyway, so uh, it's the same sort of concept here, except there's only one of everything. So everybody else kind of knew what they were going to do, and it's like, I'm definitely going to take this, and definitely going to take this. And by the time I saw what I need to do, it was too late. That furnishing for that room was gone. So the hardest thing to learn is basically you're staring at all those different things you can buy and which one to get. The game flow of the
0: game and the phases, very easy to pick up. I understand what you're saying. Interesting. So let's compare it to some of the other worker placements that you've played this in 2013. Uh, Zolkin uh Mm -hmm. so so you didn't play agricola so you've got caverna um you know you scout scoundrels or lords of the water deep um i don't know let's see what else do you have there
1: what do you mean what do you mean compare it to and what like well
0: i mean when you talk about the ease and all from that standpoint is it do you, did you enjoy it as much of uh, Lords of Waterdeep? Was it, I know they're different games, but as far as understanding the mechanics, was it as easy?
1: To me, it was as easy, but I've played a lot of those games, right? I mean, it might be hard. It'd be hard for somebody else to sit down and pick up who's never played a worker placement game. And again, you are stunned by the number of options that you have um to to choose from it's very easy to get ap in this game on your turn when you try and decide what you what you need to do you know i'm always worried can i feed my guys and and whatnot it is a 100 pure heavy strategy euro it doesn't really add anything different mechanic wise it's not like it's a worker placement with this brand new mechanic by any means it's just a good solid euro and I think that's why people appreciate it so much. And I think, you know, I've heard somebody say I listened to the uh, the Dice Tower where people were picking their top games of twenty thirteen. The other yeah. shows, and, and somebody said Caverna because it's Agricola two point
0: Right. Yeah. I, heard, I I watched that one or listened to that one as well. Yeah. Well, I'm, I mean, is it worth the $89, eighty nine eighty dollars or whatever for it? You think so? If If you want one
1: solid worker placement heavy euro game i think this is the one
0: okay so based on your just sitting down telling me this this is definitely not a game for me to break out with No. no no no
1: no no this this is a sitting around with our other gaming group and playing it took us three hours three three and a half hours that's the first time any of us played
0: so what do you think you can get it down to two hours
1: that was just four of us. We were all saying that five is, I think it plays up to seven. That's ridiculous. I would never, ever play with six or seven people. It would take way too long. Okay. It is definitely one of those games where each person adds an X amount of time. I'm not sure what the manual thing. maybe may say 30 minutes. I think that may be a little
0: low, but maybe once you know the game, maybe not. Oh, oh! You, yeah, it reminded me of a question about mansions. Um, so take this segment right here. Cut it and put it back. Okay. Um, okay. Go. Go. Um, When you're playing, when you were playing Mansions, what's yeah? The, what's the, that we were just talking about? That we were just talking about. The ideal number is it three people with one keeper? Is that okay? Or are you, or would it have to be five and one keeper? What do you think the good number is there?
1: We did four. Uh, I can't remember what it goes up to. Um, uh, I would I would say five maybe at the most because again everybody's kind of taking their own turn you'll have you'll have some downtime. Uh, the keeper takes his turn and everybody every other person's taking their turn so
0: uh, you, you so will four people okay so four I think a, four people and a keeper I think is a really good sweet spot. Uh, four people and a keeper or three people and a keeper four five, people so. plus the keeper five people. Okay, that's good to know. Okay, so let's take this okay and cut. <laughs> so back to back to caverna uh, so
1: caverna yeah so that that was that was fun i enjoy i enjoy playing that uh did you catch uh get any other games anything new anything exciting
0: uh well let's see i haven't gotten to play mice and mystics yet
1: oh yeah yeah see here's the thing here's the thing everybody tony and i have not talked since a week before
0: christmas pretty much it may have been even before that we uh, know. Well, we met on the we met at the game club on Wednesday night, and we got to play Francis Drake, which we'll, uh, we can segue over to that.
1: Nice segue there. So on our last episode, I spent way too much time explaining Francis Drake, and since I've done that, I don't need to explain anything again. But you finally got to play Francis Drake. What were your thoughts?
0: Uh, did you know it had a one way street in it? No. Oh, it does, man. It has this one-way street in it, and you choose, and you go down this street, and you place your How stuff. does that work? Explain how that works in uh, detail. I tell you what. Go listen to this podcast called Rolling Dice Taking Names, and they go <laughs> episode into— Episode 29. Episode 29. <laughs> um, looks like we made it, and you can hear all about how the game mechanics work. Now Actually, I, all right. I love—my favorite worker placement game, without a doubt, is Pillars of the Earth. Sure. I haven't played Zulkin. You haven't let me play that yet, but then again, we haven't had time. Um, But uh, Lords of Waterdeep, great game, but I love Pillars of the Earth, and I I don't know why, but I just do. So I was looking forward to something new, and you were telling me about that mechanic, and I was like, okay, but I, I need to play it again because, like I was telling you, I don't like the heavy points that they put towards the trades. Right. I, I, I know you posted in the BGG forums. And yes, I were, did. And people were like, no, he's wrong. He's wrong. Bite me. <laughs>
1: <Where's> the- <laughs> so, all right. So after the game, Tony and I had this long discussion on Instant Messenger the next day when we should have been working about, hey, what would you think of the game? And, and you weren't crazy about the 26 points that you get if you get all four trade goods. And you say, and, because, and the reason why is because I won uh, the night before by doing that. And so I posted the question on BGG inside the Francis Drake forums of, is this the best way to win the game with getting all the trade goods and getting that 26 points? Does that seem unbalanced?
0: And in my opinion, it was because, all right, so here was my logic behind this. I was like, okay, so if you go down that one-way street and you gra- grab the trade people and grab the golden hiney or hind or whatever it was, and you you <laughs> Golden hiney. I know. But you sit there. You can get. In the penis, Yeah, in the penis, Um, Play the game. Y'all guys will understand. And and get one supply. Then you can go out there and you, you put the golden hind down. You can get the indigo. You have secured yourself 26 points just like that. Now, I know you're going to argue that, oh, well, someone can go out there and battleships and get the, what's the high ruby, silver or gold or something?
1: Yeah, you get, you get it. Well, you just collect those uh, other gems uh, the, the rubies, the silver, and the gold. Plus, you make sure to beat each of one of the things in order to get 10 points. Right. So I understand. Well, did you, let me ask you this. Did you read the responses on the thread where everybody said, no, the 26 points does not automatically win. In fact, the, all these things of people not even getting trade goods and winning games.
0: I read a couple. Cause okay, I was Yeah. Lying.
1: Go read the whole thing because basically they said, no, that is, it is
0: not overkill. All right. I, I'm going to trust them because they've got more experience to me, but I'm sitting there going, "Will I win nine times out of 10. If I do on my very first move, go down the road, pick up trade goods, pick up uh, the Golden Hind, which allows you to immediately be first person in the queue and get one supply, shoot, get two supplies and go get two trades in your first turn, how will it work for you? You know? Yeah.
1: Well, they're saying they're saying no, and there was just multiple experiences of that. Where, and again, I I would want to play again. If if I was to play again, I would avoid trade at all costs and do other stuff just to see how it
0: works. Yeah, and I, well, I did avoid all trade and I've got my Heine handed to me, but that's okay because you know it's your first time playing and that, that's always good. My first turn turned out really well, and you're sitting there going, "Man, you don't want to be first at the end of your first turn." I'm like, why? and i suddenly was oh look i'm in last on my last turn okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so, yeah I, it's it's a good game and that game was mentioned several times
1: again in people's uh top 2013 games too
0: i mean i enjoyed the game uh did i like it as much as any of the other worker placement games that we've played no not really um yeah i, I mean it's it's a good game uh, it'd be a i think it's if you're looking for a different type of worker placement it was it would definitely be entertaining if you enjoy the worker placement games um uh, but did it bring anything to me i think the one-way street was a new novel mechanic yeah it was okay um i i did like that i it, it beats um i mean people can argue with me about well at least you're not pulling them out of a bag and taking a chance like you are in a uh, pillars pillars yeah or the gears aren't spinning on the zoken or whatever you know i will admit that is that added a level of strategy that is normally not seen in a worker placement game at least yep. in my opinion
1: i know a lot i know it was also uh, people really liked it too because of the art and the pieces um i think some people picked it as their top uh, component game of the year with the with the ships and and the little barrels it, it's it's just
0: a nice game Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking the rubies were just stones you pick up at Michael's or A.C. Moore. And,
1: yeah, I think they're talking about the little treasure boxes and the ships and the barrels and the art on the board.
0: Yeah, I, I, and that's, that's I agree with you there. Like I said, love to play it again just to try out a different strategy, see if my strategy would even work. Probably not, and that's fine. Um, it, so, once again, Francis Drake... Give it a try. See what you think. Go to your local game store or, or link game club and see if you can get in a game. Now, if you can find it, it's it's one of those games that you cannot buy right now. So Much like area. Caverna. Well, let's see. Which which? Hey, good segue. All right, here we go. Is it a segue or a sev? How do you? Is yeah. Anyway, it's a it's a segue. It's a segue. Okay. Isn't that the thing you ride? It is, and you know how the. Uh is this is, was this
1: rumor how the designer of the Segway died because he ran off a cliff on a Segway? Is that is that is that a myth? Is that an urban myth? I, I got a feeling it's an urban myth. Okay, it was it's a good one though. Yeah. Supposedly he died on his own Segway. But anyway, go ahead.
0: What's the Segway too? Because I have no idea where you're going. Okay, so I just lost my thought because I'm visualizing someone falling off a cliff on a Segway. <laughs> God, where was I going with this?
1: I don't know, but it was a segue into something from Francis oh, Strait, oh, Caverna, yeah, can't buy it.
0: To Caverna, you can't buy it. Okay, that's right. So on the 26th, December 26th, if you went out to Miniature Market, you could have bought yourself a Robinson Crusoe game. They had 80-some copies. Okay. All right, for 50-something dollars. Okay good good price, yeah, good price um, so I said, ooh, I could order that because I want it, but it will arrive while I'm in Kentucky, okay? Uh, no one will be here to take it off the porch. I don't want to do that mm-hmm. so I went to bed. They were sold out the next morning. I mean this was like ten o'clock at night, and I'm just like, holy cow, gone, but cool stuff had a pre-order. And yes, I pre-ordered my copy, and it has arrived. Nice.
1: Nice. So you're going to get to play that with some people and see how they
0: what they think of it. That's exactly right. And I was hoping I'd get to play with the family when we got back mm-hmm. from Kentucky. And it's exam week, as you know, and that didn't happen. So I'm it's still yeah. sitting there in the box waiting to be played.
1: Oh, by the way, so another game I got for Vanessa for Christmas was Planet Steam. Oh
0: yeah, I wanted to ask you about that one too. Good, good. I'm glad you remind me.
1: Uh, we are about Planet Steam is uh, it's a strictly 100% economic game. You uh, you gather resources, you mine resources, and you buy and sell on the market uh, f- with fl- fluctuating prices. It's it's uh, very supply demand curvish sort of thing. Goal is try to get as much money as you can throughout the game. We've played three out of eight rounds. We had to stocks. we wanted to go watch the football game on over the weekend and we hadn't got back to it. So before let me let me let me finish the game before I talk about it and and make sure I understand it okay. It's one of the it's it is it's what I wanted. We do not have an economic game in the house. And I wanted to have one. Vanessa loves steampunk theme stuff, so I thought, hey, this this kind of works. I know it, it's gotten decent reviews on BGG, but not a lot of people have talked about it. I think it's funny how you notice how Fantasy Flight's one of the the biggest game manufacturers, but there wasn't a lot of Fantasy Flight games on people's lists for like top games and whatnot.
0: Yeah, I noticed that. That was that was
1: that was interesting for having the biggest company. And putting out all those games, it's odd, except from Eldritch Horror. That's the only thing I can remember that um, and people had. No, I was going to say Attack Wing. Attack Wing's not even them either. So I just thought that was odd. But anyway, it, it's it's a good economic game, which I, which I didn't have. And um, just let me finish it, and then, and then we'll talk about it okay. in the future. I, you, you'll want to play it. if you like. Do you like economic games, or have you ever played that's, one?
0: That's Power Grid.
1: It is? Oh, yes. Yes, you're right. You're right. So it's the same same concept then.
0: Yeah, and I do enjoy – I hate Monopoly, but
1: um. – Well, no, but this – well, I guess it's somewhat like that. But, I mean, there's this whole market phase where you're buying and trading, and as as you're buying, you're seeing the price fluctuate. I mean, as I take stuff out of the supply, the price is going up. If I sell stuff to the market, you're actually manipulating the price on a board.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, and if you're the first person to go, you can totally can control one particular resource you can like drain all the resources out of the market. And by the time it gets to the last person, there's nothing there for them to buy or it's too expensive for them to.
0: Uh, and I was wondering, cause when you took a picture of that, I was like, Oh yeah, we i had forgotten you had gotten that for Vanessa. And I was like, okay, cause you and I discussed it cause it has been on sale. Like, you know, the daily event at cool stuff and things like that. And, um, I was like, Oh, okay, well good. He'll get to talk because there weren't a whole lot of reviews on
1: it. You know, do nope, there's not. I mean, everyone I saw was, was somewhat positive. I mean, I think the biggest knock was the theme is kind of like, and it is. I mean, how, how is it steampunk? It's just set in a steampunk universe, but it could have been anything.
0: Right. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. Okay. So, but back to my story about Robinson Crusoe. Anyway, so then, you know, so you did the pre-order. Did you, did you see what happened at Cool Stuff after the – um. You know, you can't get Caverna, you can't get Robinson Crusoe again. You see what cool stuff did? No. You could have bought Robinson Crusoe at full retail price. That's right. Pause for effect. Instead of they were offering it at 55 my pre-order was $55. Mm-hmm. You could have bought, they had copies in stock for $90. From them in their warehouse? Yepers, that's it. So
1: you pre-ordered before they did this?
0: Yep. Uh, I so I saved thirty dollars.
1: I don't uh I don't like how that went down. Why didn't you get if you pre-ordered it? Why didn't you get one of those? I did. I got well, you did get one of those. I got, I I'm sorry.
0: A, what I'm saying is fifty five dollars. I'm just like okay, that's interesting. I see. I see. Okay. I'm sorry. So you did get your pre-order, but now you can't get it for fifty five anymore, or you couldn't. You couldn't. You could get it for ninety, which got me, got me thinking about my original question when I ordered trains and stations from them. You could have pre-ordered it for thirty nine ninety nine, but mm-hmm. when it came out, I was on. I ordered it for twenty nine ninety nine. So, I because I always wondered, what would they do for you? Like how you know Amazon adjusts the price? Sure. I wonder if they do that. Oh, I'm not sure. That's a good.
1: Oh, I know. Well, I don't know because you know they immediately charge your credit card when you pre-order.
0: Yes, they do. So I doubt it. Huh. Huh. Yeah, uh,
1: uh, yeah. if anybody out there has ever had that happen where you pre-order something and it came out when on release day it was cheaper, did they refund your money?
0: Interesting,
1: yeah. Oh, that nice. is that is interesting.
0: Well, anything up here? We've been yakking it nope. up pretty good here.
1: No, nope. I just, I mean, we had gotten to play so much. And it's, it's rare for us to sit there and just spend a long segment talking about how all the different games we play, but we have got to play so much over this time. But that was 2013. This is the first episode of 2014, and so we want to go into 2014 and say, "Hmm, try to get, pull out the crystal ball, see, see."
0: Nice, nice. I
1: see why you named it that now. And look at some other games that are coming out. Maybe what some other stuff we're looking forward to. Which is why for this month's at the table segment, we asked, what games are you looking forward to in 2014, which we'll be covering in our next segment. But before that, I want to take a chance and reference our previous episode, which is our one year anniversary. If you remember, we had asked other podcasts if they wanted to send us a recorded happy anniversary message and whatnot. Well, we actually did get one, but it didn't come in until after we aired the episode. So I want to go ahead and play that right now.
2: Hey guys, Jim Reed here from Not Just Another Game and Podcast. I wanted to say congratulations on your one year anniversary of podcasting. You know, it's been great talking to you guys on Facebook and Twitter all throughout the year. And I really look forward to the one day that we're going to be able to meet up and hang out and have some fun and play some games. I was just... What? What do you mean they already aired their one year anniversary episode? You mean I'm talking in this voice for no reason? I was trying to make their audience feel welcome and at home. I'm pretty sure they haven't, because I listen to their podcast, like, every four episodes or so. Okay, okay, every, like, eight episodes, but I'm still pretty sure they didn't have their uh, one-year anniversary episode yet. You're sure? Oh, hmm. Well, how about this? Hey, guys, I'm here to congratulate you on your second-year anniversary podcast episode. Now you guys can play that next year. And uh, I won't be late. In fact, let me give you a couple more. That way you'll have them for the future. Hey, guys, I just wanted to congratulate you on your third year of podcasting anniversary. Hey, guys, I just wanted to congratulate you on your retirement from the podcasting world. You know, you're going to have a lot more free time to play games right now and spend time with your family and do important stuff like that. So just want to say congratulations. It was a great run. How How was that? Cool.
0: All right. Well, it's time for one of our favorite parts of the show, At the Table. Woo! So, um, sorry about that. It's been a while and we've had some great responses out there, Marty. So you ready to go to at the table, even though we weren't able to get any recordings at the um, local game club, it was just, uh, yeah. And here's the thing. It wasn't my fault this time. No, it the wasn't. reason
1: why there, the reason why there's no audio recordings is because of the holidays. Our game club hasn't met in a several weeks. So I didn't have a chance to go out and get some recordings, but we had a fantastic response uh, to our question on uh, board game geek, where we basically asked the question, what games are you looking forward to in 2014?
0: And so if you would, Marty, can you get the old typewriter and the little bird that goes boom, 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 get the ticker tape? Well, I don't know how you do it, but when you got it ready? The, the little bird. Yeah, You know, the little mercury bird that used to go over and drink the water? Yeah, but that doesn't make a sound. No, but when it's hitting a typewriter... It's a, it's a teletype. It's, it's not a typewriter. Oh, it's a teletype. Okay, teletype. I just think of an old typewriter going t- 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 <laughs> t- 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 and the little bird hitting it. All right, let's go to the news. All right, Marty, before our first response comes from Chris G. And what Chris is looking for is a game that we just talked about where you, you have a, a joy of playing is Caverna. He's really looking forward to that in 2014. I hope he can find himself a copy. Just keep hitting those um, websites. Oh, that's the other thing, Marty, that is um, email reminders from miniature market and cool stuff. That that didn't work worth squat for me on Robinson (laughs) (laughs) Crusoe.
1: Okay. I thought it was just me. I don't know how many times I've signed up for an email reminder from these stores. I don't get anything.
0: What up with that? I I don't know, man. But, Chris, gee, I would highly recommend that you don't rely on those. You just need to check every (laughs) night or every morning when you get up when you're checking out the daily sales over at Cool Stuff, Inc. And and now, Marty, he, he also wants Star Realms, but you said he's got a copy. Is that right? No, no, no. Oh. Star Realms has
1: um, come out. Oh. It, uh, well, the kick the Kickstarter uh, uh, backers got their
0: copies. Okay.
1: So if if if, uh, if uh, Chris G was a, uh, was a Kickstarter backer, he's got it. If not, I'm not sure if it's in the stores yet.
0: Okay, so he wanted Star Realms, and that is a um, deck building game about outer space contact. For those of you yep. who don't know, and so uh, I hope he gets it. And um, that uh, that did sound like an I remember that one now from Kickstarter. That did sound like a really neat game. So. That's pretty I got me. a
1: copy. I got a copy. We can play it. I know you do. I'm helping you okay. out here. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mr. Greatsword, he wants a smash-up expansion. Well, I think there's going to be maybe one or two expansions that's coming out this year. One has to do – well, I know they've announced the one with the Spies. Uh, I, I, I'd be surprised if that's the only one because they released a couple last year. So Smash Up's always good. I'm, I'm curious to see when they're going to run out of ideas of different themes they can use for that. But but Smash Up expansion and, in a, addition, Relic Expedition. And I, I didn't know much about this one. Um, it looks like it's a... Uh, uh looks like a so it's a board game where players are exploring a jungle.
0: Yeah, and they're flipping over tiles. What this reminds me of, and you played this with uh, me at Origins. It kind of reminds me of something like Tikal.
1: Oh, okay. So uh or or yeah. Okay, almost maybe not necessarily a dungeon crawl, but basically where you got hidden tiles and you flip them over and resolve.
0: Yeah, them. And you and you keep building out and how it goes. That that one it looks interesting too. Uh maybe um Mr. Greatsword will get his copy of that. Um, and tell us all about that. That that did look very interesting. So cool. Um, Mike M came back to us, and uh, this one we're going to hear a lot on the list. Marty is, uh, and we'll pronounce it wrong, and we can try multiple times to try to get at least one pronunciation correct. And that's Zia, one, Zia, 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 xia whatever. But anyway, it's not xia I can guarantee you that. You don't think it's that one. I guarantee it. Yeah, that one was a big uh, on Kickstarter. A lot of people of uh, uh, Kevin, a friend of ours, he um, put out a Kickstarter on that. Can't, we will get to play that one, Marty? And oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. And then Mike also wants Galactic Strike Force, another cooperative cooperative deck building game about space. Now that you know that's that sounds interesting. That's kind of like a takeoff of Sentinels of the Multiverse. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, he wants that. Back Sentinel's Vengeance. Now, how many? You know that's we we played that, and it it keeps they keep coming out with expansions. They've gotten a lot of leg on that.
1: They do, and I remember when we played it. I remember sitting there thinking, what kind of legs this game going to have? Well, a lot when you keep releasing expansions like that. So that's that's great for them because I think that was a solid game
0: or is a solid game. Yeah, I I agree with you. May have to go back and see. Maybe they'll put a big box together or something. Who knows. There you go. Rob G. Uh, is looking forward to Chaos
1: Ball, which I actually got to talk about with uh, Cool Mini or Not uh, when I was at uh, Origins. This is an Eric Lang-designed game. And to me, it, it, uh, Dreadball from Mantic Games came out last year, which is a sports-type game. And Chaos Game is also that sort of deal. It looks a little more maybe like uh, football or uh, rugby, but it's the, it's the idea where you've got uh, models – uh, on the field playing playing a sports game, I think we're maybe we're starting to, going to get some decent uh, miniature sports game out there. But that's a chaos ball. Uh, it's uh, Kickstarter is over, and it looks like
0: they're just waiting for those to ship. And You did say that was Eric Lang. Was that was that the design? Yes. Okay. Okay. Very good. Oh, and our buddy Mike R. Mike, I hope you had a great uh, holiday and New Year's, and you didn't do anything stupid, man. Um, I'm sure.
1: You- <laughs> Why would you think he would do anything stupid? I'm just saying, I
0: hope he wouldn't. You know, I know he's a great guy and everything. Who knows? He may have gone out and partied like it was 1999. Another song title for us. Oh. Uh, oh, but anyway, sorry there. He wants um, Dreaming Spires. He, he can't wait for the Dreaming Spires Kickstarter. I read about that one. You know, when you're... Yeah. Just go out and read that one. Some about Oxford University. It was too highbrow for me to understand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and then also, and we planned this one so that I get to say it Pi one Imperium, P-Wine, basically translated. It's a Euro game, he hopes comes over. And it's basically Beer Imperium, where you're going out there, you're managing resources, and for brewing beer, matching recipes now uh, our buddies over at dice hate me they had that yes. kickstarter um I, I didn't get into it but i am going i look forward to their release of um their beer worker placement game do you do you remember what that one was oh it just i can't it just left me crap i can't help you I can't, oh so sorry guys sorry about that but anyway it was a kickstarter that they successfully released who's next marty
1: uh, Dave M. is looking for Pathfinder expansions, and again, if, uh, if anybody listened to the Dice Tower Network top 2013 games, Pathfinder was mentioned a lot. It was at the top of many people's list, and this year we're going to have uh, uh, several expansions. Oh, well, just the expansions that go along with the current uh, scenario or the, or the run, Rise of the Rune Lords, and then they've already announced coming out of Gen Con is going to be a whole other base set based on Pirates' ARG or, or Fighting Out at the Sea. So I'm not sure if he's talking about that or just the uh, uh, scenario expansions for the existing game. Regardless, um, hey, you don't have to wait long for those. I think those come out like every other month. And also, which we talked about earlier, was Robinson Crusoe. And if you have to be like Tony and got a chance to pre-order that game, you may have got it already for 55 bucks.
0: That's the way to do it, man. Doug C. wants Chia. No, Zazia. Um, <laughs> Chia. Chia. Ch-ch-ch-chia. Chia. Um, he, he was looking for that one as well, and that, that Kickstarter. Uh, hopefully, that one will live up to it. I know they were going to do the 3D modeling of the ships, and, uh, that just go back it's, it's kind of neat Marty to go back and look at all and we're going to talk a little bit later in the show about some of the Kickstarters that we had for 2013 but um, I don't spend a lot of time with that but wish them well and I hope they get that one delivered to them soon
1: oh it's still me oh uh, Mr. Jones wants Seafall yes and and you know what? I'm going to hold off on this because I'm actually going to talk about this in a few minutes. So we'll come back to Seafall.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> I guess you want to talk about it too.
0: <laughs> oh, and then um, the gentleman, the designer, the micro badge <laughs> man himself, Mr. Steve Gibbs, wants acute cute. Care, which is going to be a game salute game. This, we talked with Chris Norwood at Mace, and um, Steve is, is looking forward to that one. So, hopefully, Chris will get that game published by Game Salute and he'll be able to do that, um, and be able to see it. And I, I, it interests me, it, it did interest me as well. So, I is it a co op game? It is a co op game, and it's, it's like I was like Chris and I said, you know, you rush people from the fire to the um acute care hospital Hospital. where the pandemic breaks out so yes oh
1: that yeah that that is kind of interesting take i might um i'm really curious to see if it plays differently than these other type co-op games the 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 pandemics or the uh the flashpoint or police precinct and see if it adds something new to that so i'm kind of curious about that too Well, Marty, um, so what was
0: your 2014 game?
1: My 2014 game. The ones I'm looking forward to is actually <clears throat> four or five of them. Okay. So, so we'll talk about one that we just mentioned, Seafall. Uh, so Seafall is a Forex a game that's set in the sale world. And the reason why this interests me is because it's in the same vein as Risk Legacy. Uh, which is the game that was popular that came out, uh, what, in maybe 2012, where you're playing Risk, but at the end of each session, you have these envelopes that you opened up that could potentially change the board and stickers that you put to the board that change it. It's the same sort of concept, except... Uh, based on exploration and being a forex game so i love how it says in this sentence of uh, explanation players will become personally invested and the game will remember their grudges so it's almost like a narrative game you play every time so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that what's first on your list
0: um actually it would be pandemic the cure Oh, the dice game, right? The dice game, of course, just to go along with that theme. You know, my wife loves pandemic. So um, even though I haven't gotten in the lab from last year, I am interested in Pandemic the Cure because I've learned something. She really enjoys rolling those dice. So I'm interested in Pandemic the Cure. Okay, uh, another
1: one I'm interested in, and what I actually just remembered, uh, the Marvel Dice Game. I heard some people talking about this at front that went to BGG, and they had saw it uh, there. It's a kind of a take on Warriors, except that you're playing Marvel characters and you're playing head to head. So you have your own cards and pool of dice that you're playing with against somebody else, and basically you build your team and build up your dice pool the best you. Can. It's almost. It's a pre-constructed dice building game, if that kind of makes sense. Basically, when you go in, you tap your characters and you use the you pick dice that you want to to be go into your bag that can do different things, and you go against somebody else who does the same thing. So, it's going to have this whole uh, CCG
0: LCG type feel to it. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about that, and I was like, yeah, it's kind of interesting, but man, nah, I don't know employers or whatever it didn't do anything for me so i'll let you buy that one and then i'll make a decision okay (laughs) okay what else you got um even though this was supposed to be out in 2013 it didn't make it i'm looking forward to shadow run crossfire
1: oh yeah i totally forgot about that
0: and we got a tweet from randall himself about something should be out near the mid to late january i'm hoping they'll say something
1: Yeah, well, I know they've been releasing some things on their blogs about some of the different uh, races or colors that kind of explain what they do. I think they still have to release a couple more of those, so I'm hoping it's news on release and not necessarily that, but we'll we'll see. That's a good one. I forgot about that one. My next one is, and I couldn't find the name of it. There is supposedly some sort of baseball-type game that's coming out next this year that. I've heard is done really well. Typically when you do sports game, they're not done well, but this is a baseball flavored game with a type of a twist that people who have played says it's really good. And I never could find the name of it. So if anybody can let us know what that is, I'd be curious. So I can make sure to put it on my wish list. Have you heard anything
0: about that? Other than what you've told me that's no, I have not, but I'm, I'm okay. I'd be interested in it. As All, right. Well. All got right. Anything else? All right. Other one I got would be, um, space cadets away missions. What's that? That is, you know, that's the third game. Um, oh, okay. From a uh, stronghold. From stronghold, yes, and you know, but this one's not designed by um, Jeff. It's designed by Dan Rasbollar and Al Rose, and this is their co-op um, game. Okay. Oh, okay. So that you know, uh, yes, there's a theme here for me, guys, and y'all should have figured this out by now if you've even listened a little bit last year. I love my co-op games, I do. Um so I'm interested in that one. How about you? You got any more? Yeah, go ahead. We need to we, we need to play uh, dice tools. Yes. Yeah, some, sometime. Um, yeah, I got a lot of
1: buzz on um uh, yes, I do have another one. Uh this was a Kickstarter last year that I seriously thought about backing but I didn't cuz it was just kind of pricey at the time. I was wanting to wait and see how it did. Shadows of Brimstone from Flying Flo- Flying Flog. I saw that. Flying yeah. Flog. Flying Frog Productions. Again, a co-op dungeon crawl that's a Cthulhu type setting plus Old West okay so you're into co-op games I'm into games that persist and grow over time this one is the same thing when you finish a game you use XP to level up your characters and make your characters better over time kind of like Pathfinder Seafall is the same way the game changes over time I'm really into that right now so that's my thing so Shadows of Brimstone okay and
0: that was one of the top Kickstarters last year wasn't it one of the the, it was yep okay uh last for me marty is a game that you and i demoed in december i i believe i am uh, i'm really looking forward to um, backing uh, mr burke's draco magi mm-hmm. I, I really like that game i like the, i like the, i like the art i just there's something about it i, I really enjoyed it it's a good two-player game
1: Yes. And I guess we can go ahead and and, and mention that in the next episode of the one that's getting ready to go on Kickstarter. Right. And in the next episode or thereafter, we're actually going to have Robert and Richard uh, Launius on the show to talk about that game. So right in the middle of their Kickstarter, we'll have the designers of that game on so they can tell us all about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm so looking forward to that. I gave offensive band name generator that he just did. I think I did that right. One dollar, so I could have the promo code for the uh, <laughs> the other land. Nice,
1: nice. And my last game is actually Dead of Winter by Plat Hat Games. Have you heard about this one?
0: I almost did the pre order. Oh,
1: the meta co op game. And this the what's unique about this? And everybody says you know it's, it's just another co op game except for one thing. Each person has their own secret personal objective yep. that they're trying to complete. That is slick. That is slick. I'm really curious to see how that plays. So there's an overall group goal, but then each person has their own goal. All right. Did you do the pre-order? I have not yet. Okay. Cause they, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I should, cause I think it's a good deal right now. Too. if you pre-order, you get like 20
0: bucks off or something. It's a great deal. Plus I think they give you the, um, Oh God. Uh, the special character and it just left me. Oh crap! Oh well. Anyway, yeah. Uh, if you if you if you're that interested, I think I think the pre order would be worth it for you.
1: yep yeah. Um, so uh, uh, dead winter by plant dead of winter. In fact, when they first announced it that day, when I first read it about, it, I went. Mm, that's going to be on my interest list in 2014. So there's my list for 2014.
0: Yeah, and there were a lot of other ones, and we'll see how they come out from um, 2014. I mean, didn't even mention Run, Fight, or Die or some other games I was interested in on Kickstarter. So we'll just see how it goes the rest of the year. But right now, we'll have to go back and revisit, you know, 23rd our, our get- or what we were looking for in 2014. And we'll let you know. You know what's know. exciting, though? What? There's
1: the props probably are some of our top games we probably don't even know about yet for 2014. Always. So that's always fun.
0: Always. Without a, without a doubt.
1: Well, I know we're running a little bit long on this episode, but it's been so long since Tony and I have talked that we're so excited and anxious about these all these new games we got to play and wanted to share. So deal with it oh no, that wasn't very nice <laughs> it wasn't was, it's like everybody went click yeah, stop, delete. stop delete so no, yeah, no no i'm just kidding no we just did get to play so many different things and and it's just you know how it is us gamers are right when we get around we start talking about games we can just talk forever about what we're playing and things we like and things we're looking forward to and 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 we've wanted to start we just kind of started doing this thing where we talk a little bit every once in a while about stuff on Kickstarter that we might have interest in and Tony actually just I guess was it yesterday or today one just finished that you was a part that you was that's awesome you were a part of
0: yes why not you tell us uh, about that uh, real quick um, double sided six dice I, the name always escapes me but I was just out of Kickstarter and by the way thank you Kickstarter for changing your sort uh, that was appreciated that. <laughs> they changed their sort. Well, okay, so I have a quick link to Kickstarter board games, okay? Sure. So, I click on it and you you would have to go through and you'd have your staff top picks and then your um you know what what's out on to that you can look through now
2: mm-hmm. when you
0: would do it. Now, you have that banner across the top with the filter where you can say, "All right, I want board games this way listed by, you know, ending now. Or ending ending soonest. Mm-hmm. That was that didn't used to be there. Oh, you'd have to scroll through them, or if it was there, I didn't know where it was. Oh, that's cool. So anyway, thank you Kickstarter for doing that. But yeah, double double sided D six. So basically, double, I think it's just double double six dice, double six dice.
1: Because it's twelve sided dice, two six two D sixes on it.
0: Right, and I saw it and got in on the early bird. I did the gambling and oh. hey. Rolling dice, man. It's, it's the whole concept is that he's basically there was a patent out there that never really got going and it expired, and he's out there and I, uh, he's going to basically you're going to get a twelve sided dice that's got doubles of everything and it gives you more roll versus a, a cube and that's the whole premise behind it. It it is exceeded a hundred k on Kickstarter. That that's that's incredible
1: and it's reasonably priced dice and what I loved is that I think there was a stretch goal that was made where he's going to put basically 3d4 on 1d12. You know those nasty d4s are the pyramid shape yep. that if you step on you'll just puncture your foot. Not anymore with these dice. 12-sided die are just fun to play with. And I think I think that's one reason why we got so into Leviathans because you know it's just a bunch of 12-sided dice. Oh yeah. That that when I saw the uh the uh, yeah you saw it before I did and sent me a link. It's like I want to get in on that with you. And I think we're going to do some add ons and get some additional dice. So, I mean, it makes sense, right? A a the the shape of the twelve sided die will roll better than a cube.
0: Mm-hmm. And and, then I'll, and, and, yeah. and
1: also he's got the pips. The, the same pip is on opposite
0: sides, so it should be perfectly balanced. Right. And that was the key right there. And that's been a lot of the comments and discussions and, you know, and I missed some of the surveys for what colors do you want or whatever. I'm just like, man, and I, I'll admit I did the gambler um, backing where he's going to roll. It was going to roll four dice and you get ever how many, whatever the number is on the um, D sixes, you know, mm-hmm. and you, so, but now due to all the, uh, what goals busted he's now going to roll six so hopefully we we'll, luck will be with us and he'll roll six dice and get sixes on all of them and we can get 36 dice plus all the other goals that have been unlocked so hopefully you and i can get up to 50 dice well on average we should get
1: 21 dice three and a half times six that's fine with me i'll split them with you well and again it's only five bucks for an extra set of six so i'll, I'll be doing some add-ons another kickstarter that i did not do and i know i'm gonna regret for not doing it was from break from reality games did you see their grip mats uh
0: yeah i did
1: <sighs> i so bad just wanted a whole set of all those grip mats i wanted a three by three grip mat for for use in different games i wanted a Catan grip map and just just such nice looking things i just i just couldn't pull the trigger it was it was pricey and i started thinking well i already have a felt table i play on but i don't know i'm kind of kicking myself for not doing it but i thought that was a really great idea and i think those are going to be really nice when they come out
0: yeah but i'm going to point out to you you it's not like you're breaking out the old Catan very often
1: no, no, no it, it's not. But I just thought, like the concept uh, of any type of game that has uh, a tile placement or anything like that. They just won't slip or move. Yeah, I, I understand. So, Or, you know, I, I I told you before we got on, I actually uh, ordered um, Disc Wars, the uh, Warhammer Disc Wars that just came out for us to kind of try out. Mm-hmm. And that plays on a 3x3 surface. And I thought, oh, that'd be kind of nice to have a grip map 3x3, where is kind of already laid out.
0: That, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, but like I told you, I mean, go get those things and don't let rugs slip.
1: No, yeah, that's true. But they don't have the nice art on them. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay,
0: but you, anyway, you <laughs> missed it, so that's uh, no, that's too bad. Yeah, that's fine. It's gone. But, it's gone. But that, so yeah, but that brings me to the point. You know, I was all giddy about Kickstarter in 2013. Not so much in 2014. I mean, we got Dungeon Roll. yay! Um, that was that was good. Um, you did a um, Pay-as-you-go for TMG. Which one did you do or pay as much as you want? Which game did you do?
1: Uh, oh, oh, gee. The Templar, something of Templar. Yeah. Templar. Um, I haven't got it yet, right. but, I mean, I paid six bucks for it. But, now I did get Coup. Right. And I played a lot of Coup. Um Still waiting for him in a Hadn't got it. But, no, I'm with you. I think what has happened. Oh, we need to fix something. While I'm thinking on this, Tony, before I forget People were very confused by our statement of what we were looking forward to in 2014. On the Dice, what I'm referring to is on the Dice Tower segments where we put what we're looking forward to. There was a crucial statement. Number one, how many times did we record that 30-second segment? It was a lot because we couldn't get our words out of what we wanted to say, and it still didn't turn out right.
0: Okay, I will trust you on this. It's been it's been a day. I've slept since then. Yeah.
1: Why don't you get closer to the mic so we can hear what you're saying? Hey, I'm right
0: there on it. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, you weren't when you started talking.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, it's been it's been an. I have slept since the 32nd. So you, I'll keep going with you. Okay, sure. What do we need to correct?
1: No, no. Well, what we did, we, you know, that was the whole thing of. We talked about well the market burst. All oh, that. And, and and you did the comparison of the baseball market. The problem is, is what we were looking forward to that we didn't say is will the momentum of the gaming market continue into twenty fourteen or will it bust? We went right into the reasons why we thought it might bust and people were like, Are you looking forward to it busting? I'm confused. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't re- Okay, well, so that was bad. I mean, it was bad. And like I said, we record. Remember, we recorded that segment a lot and we could not get our words out. So here, let me fix it. The gaming market has been on a rise. Tony and I are curious, wondering, hoping, hoping we're looking forward to 2014. It will continue to rise. But we had concerns. That's the point we're trying to get across because this bubble ain't going to go forever. And now that, that I said that because of the Kickstarter thing, there has been so many wonderful games on Kickstarter. And that's a great way to get out games. But like you say, you've got the search now for board games. How many is out there every day? How many is being added all the time? I can't keep up all, with them all anymore. And it's getting to the point to where I don't, I don't know if I want to do hardly any of them unless I know what they're going to be. And I'm going to get them in a decent amount of time.
0: Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think that's it. And uh, well. what, well, the one that we didn't get, and it's not even a board game. We, our our futuristic metal coins were finally going to arrive, but it well, those things were held up, held up hegemonic, you know. So yep. th- there's a give and take from that, and well, just 2014, I think for me on Kickstarter is going to be, um, do I really need that ultra painted um, spaceship? You know, or is there, did I really want those extra promo cards to to, to do that? I want the game. If I want the game, that's the big thing. If I want the game, then I'll probably pay for it. And I think that's something that I've learned in 2013. You know, you don't really need to keep going there. It's a great opportunity for young designers and people who have a great idea to get out there and do that. But, you know, can this survive? I do know that beginning now, I'm saving up for Bones Three.
1: <laughs> yeah, we gotta get through Bones Two first. Oh, I forgot about that one though, but I mean, we knew we was kind of getting to in that one. I tell you what, thing I'm looking for at Kickstarter now is accessories. That's what excites me more: yeah. the grip mats, the, uh, the 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 dice that we were just talking about, little things like that that are kind of add-ons as opposed to a game. Now. Granted, things like Dungeon Roll are games that are like $10 to $20, I may take a chance on. But if there's a game that's $50, $60, bucks, I, I don't know. I got to make sure. Right.
0: Uh, I'm with you there. So,
1: so but however, there is one game that we do want to talk about real quick. This is a game that is currently on Kickstarter, and it's called, it's from a company called Mirror Box Games, and it's called Chaos Most. Thinks kind of a, a play on words, so he's chaos and cosmos, and the the designer Joey Vigor. I'm I'm sorry if I uh, pronounced your name wrong. Um, contacted us, wanted us to, to check out the game, and we didn't have a preview copy, so I didn't really want to say much about it. However, today on the Dice Tower, Tom Vassell released one of his uh, preview videos on the game, and I gotta tell you. That's that's kind of interesting from what I saw. The concept is is, is you've got a a a board with a, a lot of planets on it and you're playing an alien and the goal of the game is to try to find this one card called the ovoid. This is a card that's going to be passed around as the game goes on and the goal is at the end of the game is to be the one holding that ovoid card and if you do, you win. And it seems simplistic in that you can move from one planet to another and you, as you go on the way, you might run into another uh, person and you have to fight against them. And if you fight against them and win, you can look at their cards and steal their cards. But what I thought was cool was when you leave a planet, every planet has a, a sealed env- or envelope on it and you can take cards from your hand and replace it with cards in that envelope. So there might be a chance that the ovoid card is actually one of those em- envelopes. So you're going around and exploring and see if you can find it. or you. And so one of your actions is when your planet is look inside the envelope. But it's not just that. <laughs> There's also trap cards that if you're on a planet and you put a trap card inside an envelope and then leave the planet and somebody else comes there and opens it, they get trapped.
0: And something bad happens to them. They return to their home planet or something, yeah.
1: Well, There were different types of traps that, that were in play, and I just thought that that's kind of neat, and I read some reviews on BGG of people that had played it, and they said it's a very intense game. It's one of those that when you get towards the end, you're trying to figure out who has the Ovoid. If you have it, how do you make sure you don't lose it? And one thing I thought was really cool is as I read the, the information on BGG, as, as these previewers played it a few months ago, they were making these suggestions and comments. And as latest as December. The designer was coming in there and going, these are great suggestions. We're going to make some modifications. So I think it's really great when a designer comes in and interacts with the people that are trying out his game. And if they have a better idea or have a problem with something,
0: they try to fix it. And I, I thought that was kind of nice. So the question is, are you going to wait? I mean, I think it's, it's already funded on Kickstarter. We've got 20 plus days left to go. Um, at the time of this recording, $55 or if you want to go up and get the painted miniatures, are you going to pull the trigger on it though?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I, I need to, to check out some other things. I, I would like to see if there's maybe somebody else who had played it, but it's one of those things where, you know, when you're contacted by somebody to talk about it, it's like, well, what about if it stinks? But after I, I I read about it. I went, that's kind of interesting. And then I watched the video on uh, Tom playing it. I went, okay, that's, it almost to me has, well, maybe not a cosmic encounter feel because you get other people to help you and whatnot, but I guess cause us a space theme and the aliens, but I don't know the the sealed envelope that, that that's just, I think it's kind of cool. And the fact you can leave stuff in there for others that might actually hurt them. Yeah. Oh, the combat was kind of was neat, too. When I first saw the combat, I went, oh, no, it's just dice rolling. But what I like is we've played games like this before. You know how some combat is where you'll play cards from your hand to boost up your combat, and then you roll the dice to see who won? Mm-hmm. What I like about this is you roll the dice first. Oh, and then and decide. then you play then you play cards from your hand to see if you can beat your opponent. I love that because how many times have we played games where you play your cards assuming you are going to win, and you get a bad dice roll and you lose and you just wasted a bunch of cards. Yeah. And this way, you can look at the roll and decide. eh, I am going to let you win the combat because I don't want to waste any of my cards.
0: Right. No, that is interesting. Yeah.
1: Just that flip of that uh, of the how you do
0: the combat, I really appreciated. Okay. Well. Interesting. I did watch the video and well, you know, I went out and checked it out. And like I said, 2014, I'm going to be in, you know, we'll be holding that wallet close to the hip there. And if it, check it out in the stores, if it gets great reviews, I may be willing. Cause I, that's the other thing, Marty. I mean, yeah, it looked great. looked very interesting. But then I asked myself now, and this is something I'm going to do as well is, is it part of outside of our gaming group? Is it something I will pull off the shelf here at the house? Sure, you know, because time is always fun. And then I'm also since we're going to be empty nesters here in about you know eight months, I've got to start thinking about that as well. You know, where's that two player game or something like that? So anyway, yeah, I'm with yeah I'm with you.
1: So anyway, that is. Uh make sure chaos most mm-hmm. most from Mirrorbox mirror box games it is currently on kickstarter it is supposed to go off on sunday february 2nd at 6 p.m so we'll put a link in our blog post for this episode so go look at it go watch the uh preview from uh tom Vassal the dice tower now uh dice
0: tower and uh see what you think okay are you taking notes how many things i got a link to uh, you'll remember it uh, right yeah. i'll remember it okay
1: one, well, uh, when when you go back and listen to the other episode you'll you'll pull now. out
0: yeah you're good at stuff like that i'll i'll do what i can here uh one other thing we were not only contacted but uh the gentleman you did a um review of chaos and alchemy a while back yes well michael Iachini. i'm sure i screwed that up i-a-c-h-i-n-i Um, he um, contacted us and he also sent us a preview copy of a game called Otters. And it's a kid's card game. And Mm -hmm. so the first thing I did was, you know, I will say, okay, well, fine. My daughter's 18 and my wife, I said, I'll play this with them. It's a very simple kid's game. six and up. And (laughs) what's funny about this, Marty, is the game is kind of like Draco Magi in the sense that you're battling for land. Okay. Oh, okay. But, yeah. but the otters are are going to the playground. There's a big swimming hole or something, okay? So the first thing my daughter does is she looks at me and she goes, It's so cute my little look at the little otter. And I'm like, okay. So that's it, it is. It, he's he's got some really cute photography or photographs on it. It's one thing though, his um the the whole concept is that each of the swimming holes or lakes or wherever the otter playground is you play two cards and the cards are numbered one, two, and three, okay, and depending on the number of otters pictures, that pretty well tells you how many it is. And if the number of otters at the pond, playground, whatever, equal the number on the playground, then that person wins the playground. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there's three playgrounds out. So you can play up to two otters. One they're one, two, or three, and let's say the playground is six. And there's one for five and one for 10. You have to it's kind of have to put a little strategy into the thought process of, well, if I play a one here and that playground's worth four, if he has a three, then they'll win the playground. And whoever has the most points at the end of the game wins the game, obviously. That sounded stupid. But anyway, so, but if, you, if you've got all three purple playgrounds, you get a bonus five points. So, wow. What it's going to do for the young kids, it'll teach them to add, you know, one plus two equals three. Is that equal to the number on the playground? So at that age group, the strategy of, well, I shouldn't play all my otters there because then that person could quickly. Now, as they get older, this is where the legs of this game would come in, Marty, I think is as they get older, they start developing that strategy of, well, if I play my two otters here they can come in and play a three otter if they have it in their hand and take that from me. And then I wouldn't have the matching three colors that I need. So it's a, it's a really good concept of introducing. He's going to release it out on Kickstarter in February sometime. I appreciate him sending me the preview copy and, and Marty, we don't have the small kids anymore, but I do think that if people need check it out I, I hope he adds more otter pictures because he really has just like for otter one, there's this baby otter. And it's kind of like, you know, if he were to add more otter pictures, it would be really, really neat for young kids to see the various pictures because that'd be part of the fun of it. Uh, And it got an otter sticking its tongue out out at you because there's some strategy cards. Like if you play this one, you get to play one more. If you put an alligator in the pond, that person can't play a card uh, on that pond next turn. It's got some really neat tactics to it that I think young kids will be able to pick up as they play it more and more so it for what i don't know what he's going with the funding on this yet i mean i think he's going maybe uh roughly 13 15 somewhere around there you'll have to check it out and see give that one a look I, i think it'll be a really neat game a real simple game for michael and um it's something that uh can definitely teach some math skills cool
1: and uh, one other thing we're going to be looking at on the next episode is a Kickstarter that just started a day of this recording is Tiny Epic Kingdoms and I got a preview copy of that and I am planning on, on planning on taking that to our next game club event and get three other people to try it out with me and see what they think about it there has been a lot of buzz about that game and I don't know if you've read about it Tony but it's basically a 30 minute 4x game.
0: You've told me about it haven't read about it maybe if it's a 30 minute 4x game, then we can play it over lunch instead of Netrunner,
1: yeah. And uh, just I was, so we'll just see how it is. So I will um, be playing that game, and on our next episode, uh, we'll, we'll sit there and chat about it. Now, one last thing before we go, Tony, well, we totally forgot when we were talking about 2013, some of our top games that we played. And um, I've been trying to monitor my games on um, Board Game Geek every time I'm gonna play a game, or probably like a lot of other people, you go out there and register when you play a game. And uh, you said you hadn't been doing that as much, right? No I,
0: or, no, I didn't do it as much as I'm going to try to do better in 2014. Yeah, you should do that.
1: But I was going to go over. So here's here's my top 10 games played in 2013.
0: Number 10 was Gravwell. Oh, you don't need that sound. <laughs> cord, <do you? laughs> no, no, uh, oh, machine Gun. It was a drum roll, real fast drum roll of the guys on ADDCDD. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure that's machine gun. Imminent um, Domain, number eight was Augustus. Number seven, Terra Mystica. Number six, King of Tokyo. Number five, Pathfinder, thanks to Pizza Pathfinder Knights. Number four, The Duke. Number three, your favorite game, The Resistance. Number two, Ku, which is amazing. Ku was number two, and I just got that game in November. That tells you how popular that game is just to pull out and play in 10 minutes. It's just a quick, fast game that everybody can get into and enjoy. And number one, and it's not even close, like it beats it
0: by the number two game by like 60 game plays, Netrunner. Uh, what, what was that, shock, awe, from the audience? I heard it. Okay. I played, I played Netrunner 71 times in 2013. Okay, well, not to belabor the point here, I'm not even going to go over that because because I didn't do a good tracking, but obviously Netrunner's number one for me as well, and I'll just assume that it's close to 70 because most of the time it was against you, but I know you played a lot more at the game store than I did. Um, the number two for me is a game, I don't know if you heard about this game, Marty, I picked it up at Gen Con called Gravwell anyway
1: is that is that is that why it's number two for you and number 10 for me because i don't own it and get to play it pretty much that
0: that's it pretty much oh 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 yeah mm-hmm. um this 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 just in this just in cory <laughs> um need the telepipe again cory um is planning a semi-small expansion for it so oh really yeah, so um you and i will get to do the um uh, uh he sent me a, a an option he was telling me about it, and i'll tell you about it over lunch tomorrow okay it's kind of neat
1: okay um so uh so we're going to get to check it out and try it out uh
0: i hope so i i, I plan on us being able to do that and then okay that will be fine yeah, cool then uh, augustus for me um going down the list one two three uh, three was augustus and then comes um seven wonders and then i'll stop at number five will be pandemic Two totally different lists except for number one. That's pretty funny. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with your family and your Pathfinder nights. And for me, um, we just hopefully we will start gaming again when school backs down a little bit. But um, we'll see. I know Robinson Crusoe for 2014 will shoot up there because, by gosh, we're doing every scenario. <laughs> and we're going to win every scenario. No, we, no, we won't. We won't. So and what else we got? Oh, oh, you know what we did forget? Okay, once again, okay. Get ready and cut. Okay. So for for February's at the table. <laughs> yeah, for February's
1: Oh yeah, this show's all over the place. You can tell it's been a while. It's like, oh yeah, I forgot we're supposed to talk about this.
0: Uh, um what do we put in our tea? Our our mellow tea here. Um, we <laughs> mellow, that's so funny. We we got the comment that I like these guys. These guys are they're mellow, <laughs> and we don't even live in Colorado. Don't get me started. Um, <laughs> hey, it's legal there now. <laughs> so um, I'm just, That's just a news commentary. That's all I'm saying on that. So anyway. Um, but for the, at the table for February, the, well, what I, we're looking forward to here is, um, I have no idea. I hope you're coming up with a
1: good one because we haven't talked about no, this. We,
0: we haven't talked about this and this is when, when you're trapped inside during a snowstorm, <laughs> what game <laughs> okay, would you want to play? Now here's the thought guys, when you think, what what is this like a desert Island
1: scenario, right? If you're trapped on a desert Island, what game would you want to play?
0: Yeah, but it's, but okay. Yeah, sure. But the desert Island kind of indicates that you're trapped there for a very long time. Like Tom Hanks and Castaway. This is more or less like, you know, you've got six, seven, eight hours, not, not two or three, you know?
1: Okay. So, so, okay. Let's, 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 let's fill this out a little bit. So I just want to know how to answer the question too stuck somewhere in a snowstorm or, or you're stuck in your house you got the hot stuck storm. in your house in the snowstorm well actually we're from the south so if we just get a flurry we're stuck yes. <laughs> and you have six or seven hours and you only got one game
0: yeah and you got what game are you going to pull off the shelf family game
1: gotcha how many how many people
0: well how many people are stuck with you in the in the house
1: so, okay. So a handful it could be two people. It could be five people, whatever you want.
0: There you go. That's it. That's I, I, the reason why I'm thinking that is because of the polar vortex and, you know, being there by, you know, just, I, down here in the South, you're right. If it's a flurry, two inches of snow. We're stuck.
1: Hey, it didn't even take that. We had two cold mornings this week and schools were delayed two hours. And do you know why? I assume because probably the buses wouldn't even start.
0: Exactly, our buses aren't built to travel in those extreme temperatures. The heaters don't work that well. They're not well insulated. Well, we don't have the uh,
1: the heater block. The you know, uh, I think up north and. Maybe the guys at Cardboard Junkle can help us out with this, but don't you guys up north have the the engine blocks that are heated? They can be plugged in or something. I think
0: cars are made better now, but we'll leave that to them. But once again, it would, they thought, felt like it'd take the buses two hours. But the other thing is, the buses just don't have the heat for the kids. And I'll be honest with you, thank you schools for delaying me and the power grid. Thank you. It was it was a huge.
1: <laughs> I think it's also too. I, I think uh, just a lot of kids couldn't handle the single-digit weather at six o'clock in the morning either standing at a bus stop uh, most of them don't have coats like that
0: there you go so
1: no they don't I mean we don't we don't we're in the south we don't have all these thick layers of jackets and coats and scarves and toboggans
0: mittens and what's a toboggan
1: well down here in the south it's a cap mm-hmm. up north
0: I think it's a sled or yeah something. exactly so mm-hmm. yeah Anyway, so that.
1: The- yeah, but here, toboggans are. Cast. All right.
0: So, oh, and now cut. Okay, back to ending the show. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. <laughs>
1: Oh, hour and a half later. It's like okay, yeah, this is our extended edition. So there you go. Okay, so
0: our first episode back in twenty twelve was thirty minutes long. We're now an hour and a half in twenty fourteen. So we'll get back on schedule.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Every year every year we're gonna add an extra thirty minutes to the show.
0: No. No. that's not good. So yeah, we'll, we'll finish it up. Any, any last thoughts here? We did the 2013. No,
1: okay. I, I, I am, I am thoughted out for this episode.
0: Exactly. So I think that's going to be it, Marty. I can't think of anything else to really want to talk about. Can't wait no, to, we keep, we keep dragging it on. People are like, would you just shut up and get okay, off? Fine. So-, so if you were, we appreciate everybody listening. If you um have eight geek gold, we'd love it. If you'd support the, um, micro badge uh for rolling dice taking names that you, who knows there may be a contest coming out in coming episodes if you're supporting a micro badge you also if you're on the bgg you probably got some passcodes that maybe we could use a free one uh, for our um, uh, icon that's a great thing support mr gibbs with that we really appreciate him doing that Other than that, Marty, um, you were going to play the segment that does all of our stuff. Good job on the new website. The blog has uh, been transferred over, and you got all that done, so please let us know if you see any problems or issues from that. I'm tired of getting spam about things. I need to modify comments, but that's okay. You'll fix that, won't you?
1: I'm trying to fix that, yes. We didn't have the website live, and we were getting these things, comments from Russia trying to sell something, spamming us. It's like, the site's not even up yet, and we're already getting this junk, so... Sorry yeah. about that. I'm marking it all know. as spam, so hopefully it'll, it'll get rid yeah. of it. But anyway, so, yes, we, we've migrated um, from Blogger to WordPress because it's just a much better system. So, the, right now, the site doesn't really look any different. It's just going to give us some tools to make it easier to make adjustments on, and
0: it'll be easier for Tony to write his blog post also. Mm-hmm. And 2014, I hope to do more blogging. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, so, other than that, Marty, I can't think of anything else. Nope. That's it. I'm done. I'm I'm pooped. I'm it's uh, it's over. So if you would keep rolling dice
1: and taking names, rolling dice and taking names has a guild on Board Game Geek and is
2: located at rolldicetakenames.com and now has over 700 followers on Twitter at dice and names. But it's not about the followers on Twitter. It's about playing board games.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. Hey, I need to ask you something. What? Where's Rachel?
0: I'm not gonna you. Talk- Where's Rachel So if we do this, Marty, this doesn't make us bronies, does it? No, we we will we will not be bronies. That's good to know. Then we'll do it.